nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. What I always look for is authenticity. You know, is the story truly captivating? Is it a page turner? Is the director a visionary? Does he have a vision for the script? Is he someone that I could see myself working with for weeks or months on end? And is this project going to be a challenge for us? Are we going to be going that extra mile that we haven't had to go to before? I think with A Monkey's Paw, we found what I always look for to make ourselves better as a production team, which is a true, authentic challenge. I get a kick out of hearing what people pull from my writing and that interplay afterward of like response, change, adapt, respond, and up until the point to where this thing starts getting built that nobody truly anticipates. Nobody knows how it's gonna turn out, but it does. And that's, that's another really cool part of it. Is it truly a captivating script? Before I even picked it up, I honestly did not think it would live up to the insurmountable hype that everyone gave to me. You know, everyone was just so enamored with the story and the script. Even my producer David gave me a call and he said, look, you got to read the script because it's amazing. And the moment I started turning those pages, you know, I just, I just started brainstorming. I started thinking up ways to do certain parts of the script, started thinking up ways of making this vision come to life. And I just knew, I don't want to tell you too much about the script, but I knew when I read it that I absolutely loved it. So collaboration's at the center of every project, and I'm happy to say that I'm excited to work with the people that I'm currently working with right now. Um, whenever I first told them, like Calvin and David, about the stuff I had in mind, they both had so much to offer. Uh, David's already got the world on his shoulders all the time. The worlds of like everybody who's involved in this and you know everything that we hit with him he was like yeah he's like I got it yeah and I'm like that's awesome and then Calvin has brought such a depth and so much knowledge to like this thing that I, I haven't I hadn't even considered and everything and with all of us working together I know that it's gonna be something really special. And horror is the perfect genre for all of this, because no matter how freaky or how grisly or grueling or insurmountable those odds are on the screen, the characters have to deal with that. And in turn, that is as close as you are gonna to get to that insurmountability. All of our previous projects have been done with no funding, have been completely out of pocket or because we've had to pull every favor we possibly could. But despite that, we're still incredibly proud of what we've made so far. 
that got me thinking. What could we actually do with a budget? And there's so many possibilities. We could rent the perfect location that the script demands. We can hire crew, new crew that we haven't worked with before, and more importantly, pay people that have been dedicated with our film crew since day one. We can rent out gear, get props that would enhance the scene and get the true vision of what me, Devin, and David Rubio have wanted. And this fundraiser is that challenge. It's that new thing that's going to help us grow as filmmakers. And like we've done with every challenge so far, we're going to give it the best we possibly got. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Live Show 108, 108. Here, as always, is the Nerd Chicano, the host of the show, alongside no co-host. But I have friends. I have friends. I have them with me because they wanted to come on the show. But um, what's it called? Luis is always joining us, of course. How you doing? How's everyone? Always monotone, Luis. There's no other way to him. It's monotone. Yeah, boring, and... basic, vanilla. Well, not boring. I wouldn't say boring. That's because it's just, just, you know, you get him one way, you get him that way. But uh, Gabriel decided he wanted to come through and he wanted to talk. He wanted to talk nerd shit with us. Always. I don't know why. I don't know why, but you wanted to come through and hang out. So uh, what's going on, Gabe? You're you're back for the first time in like a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. I came on a while ago to talk about Zardonicus, the Curse of Professor Zardonicus, and it's been a while. I don't even know how long because I don't have like a sense of time anymore. So it could have been a few months, could have been a year, but uh, it feels like a lot has happened and nothing has happened since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It it has to be a couple of months, dude. Like mm-hmm. at least a month and a half, I want to say, because yeah. we were still uploading these episodes to YouTube, so it had to be like like around um, September. Do y'all not upload to YouTube anymore? No, because they want to keep copyright claiming. Us. Oh man, I. I told people I would be on tonight, and I shared your YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Oh no, we are live on Twitch.tv. Yeah. Okay. 
right. If you guys, if you guys can find it, let me know. Talking to all my uh, my people out there. All right, good for future reference. Yeah, man, it's it's all good though. It happens. Um, I'm sorry, I should have told you about it. No, you're good. Live, we don't stream live to YouTube anymore. Okay. We, to be fair, uh, during our time here at Twitch as affiliates, we never streamed live to YouTube. And if anybody told you that we did, they're lying because that is against terms of service, and we never, ever, ever stream live to YouTube while we were while we have been affiliates ever, ever. Okay. We've, we've only been exclusive to Twitch. Only ever have been exclusive to Twitch. Anybody who says otherwise are dirty liars. I'm not trying to be a snitch here. I'm not trying to, to <laughs> <laughs> uncover anything. So y'all yeah. are good. Yeah, yeah, no. I just say that to everybody else out there who thinks they saw us on YouTube. You're liars. You never saw us on YouTube. We have never, ever been on YouTube. Only ever been. That's right. We have only ever been streaming on Twitch. That's right. <laughs> What's going on? My whole host is here. How you doing? Ho, ho. I'm doing good. You know, this is the ho, ho season. That's right, bro. It's ho, ho season. But uh, we got quite the show packed for you guys. No Brad or Michelle here. So that means there is no cards. No cards to play. But we do have quite the news story for uh, for everybody. Uh, it looks like HBO Max. It looks like HBO Max and WB have uh, brought something out of the woodworks. And they're going to be bringing a big card to next year's uh, theatrical windows. But we'll talk more about that later. Uh, in the for, in the meantime, I want to talk. I want to I want to hear from Gabriel. How you been, bro? What you been up to? Yeah, you know, I've been good. I've been good. Just trying to get by, just trying to stay sane and alive. Um, been working on Zardonicus and Post, and that's just been a, you know, this really tedious process of sending it to our audio mixer and he sends it back and we say oh it would have been perfect except for this one moment then that whole back and forth so in the meantime we shot uh, a new short film the face you took away which uh we're in post on right now as well we're putting together a rough cut so i've kept busy thankfully and just been able to catch up on a lot of movies and tv shows that uh, i needed to catch up on i'm finally starting game of thrones so Oh wow! We'll see where that goes. Yeah, after just all this time, started. you just started. Wow! Just started. Yeah, because yeah. they had the they they had the box set on sale on Amazon, and because I'm really smart with my money, I thought that was the perfect reason to buy it. Yeah, did you get it on Blu-ray or on 4K? Blu-ray. Oh, sick! sick I, I don't have a 4K TV, man. <laughs> Me neither, dude. Me neither. <laughs> but um, there's oh, what's it called? Uh, you've been up to that. Um, I'm pretty sure you've just been staying home and just uh, working away at home. Yeah, yeah. I was doing uh, a lot of remote work. Uh, and we've been doing – the only thing I've done in person was film that short. And we did that very specifically. Or I wrote that so that we didn't have to have a big crew or big cast or anything. There's only one character in the short. And everybody else got tested before we shot it. So, like – Everything else in my life has just been virtual up till now. I'm getting real sick and tired of it all just being virtual, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I need to see someone's face in public one of these days. But uh, well, what you been up to, uh, Luis? How you been doing? 
Don't worry, I also been working on my own school stuff, finishing out the semester. Need one more and then I should be good, I think. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Need to double check on the assignments, but it's basically uh, what I've been doing since we last met. Yeah, we've been, uh, I've been working on something. I'll be able to show you guys something by the end of the year in regards to a little film that, uh, that Luis and I worked on. So uh, I'm glad that we were able to get that working on this week and take a little bit of free time to get something working for y'all. Yeah. So, uh, Gio, what you been up to, man? Wait, I'm confused. You good? Yeah, I just uh, winking to the, oh. to the camera, bro. Oh, okay. You yeah. were winking. A little, okay. a little movie magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you think movie- I was doing, man? Like, I thought you were you going know. through something. Yeah, I mean, because you were just blink, you were blinking, but I think you were trying to. It looked like I guess you were trying to hide one eye to be like, "Hey, I'm winking." Yeah, yeah, Gabe. I hope that when I'm going through something like that, you're not smiling into the <laughs> into the computer like that. You got you got to find humor somewhere, man. You got to. Yeah, man's having an aneurysm, and this guy's just laughing his ass off. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you been up to, Gio? What you been What you been working yeah, on? Yeah, I've been good. You know, um, uh, your boy was exposed to was had a potential exposure to COVID nineteen. So I've been I'm at the I am out of quarant out of my um, stay at home quarantine, and I go back to work Monday. So I've just been enjoying life and uh, working from home. Yeah, God, man. That's first of all, fuck you, Lucio. It didn't look painful, bro. I was just trying to do it. Damn it. <laughs> but uh oh, Lucio's here. Is Lucio trolling you in the comments? He goes, uh that that wink looked painful. All right, Lucio, get out of here. Get out I of invited here. you get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Lucio, if you want to come on, let me know, dude. I'll shoot you the link. I have Gabe shoot you the link. Yeah. But um, dude, I, I mean I Gio, I heard you I, you told me about the whole potential exposure, man. That just it's really irresponsible yeah. of the person who possibly exposed you to that, dude. Like, yeah, I'm I'm negative. negative, and I have not displayed any symptoms since I was negative. Mm-hmm. I've been checking my temperature every day. Yeah, um, I have been yeah. on a lookout ever since we we well we wrapped for for that first phase of the film. It's like I make sure that I haven't been displaying symptoms or anything, and everything's been good over here. Yeah, and you, you know I still have high cholesterol, but that's not because of the movie. That's on my own. Mm, I know that's right. You no, know, that's right, yeah. What's Alec up to? What's going on? Gabe laughs at, at my pain all the time. What is this picture? <laughs> What's it back up? What the hell is that? <laughs> what is happening? I dig it? Dude, what is that? It's like balloons. Like this that's just balloons. Alec on a Saturday afternoon. That's nothing. That's nothing, yeah. That's nothing. Oh, man, but... um. Anybody watch anything this week? I mean, fuck, I mean, Dave yeah. wants to talk about a bunch of stuff that he's watched. Yeah, I saw Mank yesterday. Oh wow! The, uh, Hold on, new man. David Fincher movie. I mean, are Who's we gonna getting... have a, an official review here on the Nerd Corner from? Uh... I don't know. I don't know if you want to get into it, man. I got a lot of thoughts. A lot hey, of thoughts. Go ahead and do it. Ain't nobody else gonna see it right now. You already you got the chance to watch it. Go ahead and give us an official nerdcore review for the for Mank. Oh, you you guys haven't watched it. No. Mm. Okay. No, it's okay. All right. Well, spoiler alert: Citizen Kane would go on to be regarded as the greatest film of all time. Now, uh, man, I got 
I don't have many good things to say. I was disappointed in the movie. And I well, say yeah. that as yeah, David Fincher fan. Well, I mean, the it all comes down to the story about this guy, Herman Mankiewicz, who he was a screenwriter on Citizen Kane. Some people say he was the screenwriter that Orson Welles didn't even write it at all, even though he has a credit. Um, and it was trying to make you really uh, interested in this guy, Herman Mankiewicz. And I'm like, cool, he wrote the script, but that's not the same as making the movie, you know? And outside of that, there's just – they didn't give me a reason to be interested in him outside of his connection to Citizen Kane, the movie. And it's a nonlinear movie. They're trying to kind of do – like take that Citizen Kane approach, right, of like, you know, flashing forward and flashing back to try to figure out this guy's life. It just – it was pretty convoluted and – I learned that David Fincher's father wrote the screenplay. He's oh. never had another screenplay produced, and it, it showed. Like, I think only only his son would say, yes, this has to be made. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that review, man. Uh, you know, I, I we're going to review it officially on the channel, I mean, on the, on the, on the podcast but later on when it actually releases on uh, – on Netflix, but uh, look, man, I had my reservations about this the moment I heard about it. I was like, I'm looking forward to this, but this is it, it sounds like something that you know it's very limited in the scope, you know. Like, what is there? Is there a lot to cover here? Like, if we're just viewing this as Mankowitz and you know, what's it called, Wells and all these characters, I mean, people like just looking at them as creatives and not you know, people, people so. It's it's quite interesting uh, that you didn't like this movie. I'm hearing a lot of different, you know, reviews and stuff. Like, I, I know some from some of our friends, some of my friends who uh, had to watch it already, who are who've thrown up the reviews already, are they loved it. And some people mm. they they were like, it's hype. Yeah, and let me be clear. There's a a really fascinating story to how Citizen Kane was made. Like. For the people that know, Citizen Kane was loosely based on a on the real person of William Randolph Hearst. He was a media mogul, owned all these newspapers, super powerful. And like the the journey they had to go through to get that movie produced, even though he used all of his power to try to stop it from happening, that's a great story. That's not the one they told. They just told a very uh, a very limited, like you said. Uh, kind of narrative about this one player in the whole thing. And he just doesn't have a lot, like there's just nothing much to learn mm -hmm. about the making of Citizen Kane from him, even though he wrote the screenplay and that's very important. But, you know, anybody who's made a movie knows it's not just about the screenplay. Oh yeah. Yeah. It ain't just, it's not just about the screenplay, man. Uh, Luis, you've been, you when you've been watching as of late. Please? Not much, just out of time constraint. Uh, like I said, just been busy with school and whatnot, so yeah. don't really have a new one. I am looking forward to Wonder Woman and whatnot, to all those movies coming out at the end of the month, so yeah. Dude, you're just going to completely bypass over the fact that we watch Never or Never Rarely, Sometimes Always? 
I forgot we watched that. See, I was while I was watching it while editing. That's the thing. Days of being wild for movie night. We watched that from one car. Why? Like we you oh, want to completely negate the fact that we watched those two movies. I forgot. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you, bro. You hey, uh yeah. I mean I we watched that was uh in Raul's uh legal movie night. Yeah, we watched them. Both at the same time, but we were watching them on different screens. We were watching yes. one movie on my end. I was he was watching the movie on his end. Yes. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, talking about HBO Max and the death. Uh, talking about yeah, yeah, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. But uh, Gio, you watch anything? You weren't there for Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. No. Yeah. No. I don't have anything to forget. No. Yeah. Um. So I haven't really. You know, I'm I'm very rare when it comes to like. What be the mood to watch a movie um, um but you know I've... yeah no i, I understand oh, I lost you. You okay you, um, cut up. you cut up yeah cut up yeah on yeah uh, i heard what you said I understand. you know my internet yeah, yeah but you know not movies but like i've been watching like anime um yeah. and enjoying that yeah no i get you i get you and i watched a couple of things um Start off the week with uh, Abbas Kiarostami's uh, and life and life goes on for the channel for for the podcast here. We reviewed that for our month on Kiarostami, and next week we will be discussing the the wind will carry us, and I'm excited for that for sure. Uh, then uh, for my motion pictures class, we watched uh, Lost in La Mancha, the the wonderful documentary about. Um, the man who killed Don Quixote and how Terry Gilliam could not make that damn movie for crap, man. He could not. <laughs> and then he did, though. He did, right? Right? Yeah, he did. Like yeah. 17 years later. Yep. So that and then, of course, uh, we watched Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, which I can give you guys a review for that in a second. Then for our movie night, we watched Wong uh, Kar Wai's Days of Being Wild, which was his second movie, actually, I believe. Uh, and of course, uh, a couple of days ago, I watched uh, Catherine Braylart's uh, Romance, 1999. Uh, spicy, erotic drama, revenge drama, which was pretty damn good. I actually really liked it. Never, rarely, sometimes, always, though. It's a movie that came out this mo- this year. It's my number five of the year so far. This movie was beautiful. I, you know, when you kind of approach these films about, you know, um, basically it's about this girl who gets pregnant and she has to go across the county uh, state lines to go get a legal abortion. And you, she's going with her. She's a 17 year old girl. And then she's going with her. What's it called? Her, her, uh, her cousin, her young cousin. I mean, the film, it, it, it opens being a gut punch and it does not stop being a gut punch. I mean, it's, it's made by a first time director. The two leads are first time actresses and they're pretty damn good performances. I'll tell you that. And uh, the story is kind of just being presented to you, man. It's no, it's in no way trying to be preachy. It's in no way trying to, you know, persuade you to view things a specific way. It's kind of just telling you, like, here's the story of this, this, this innocent girl, little, an innocent child, because that's what she is, and having to 
bear the weight of potential motherhood and having to find a safe and legal way to, you know, what's it called? Uh, not have to carry this decision that she may not be ready to, to do right now to have. So, uh, it was, it was a really, really good movie. Uh, what's it called? Um, Eliza Hitman, I believe was the name of the director. She did an incredible job. I mean, there's a specific look to the film as well when it comes to the cinematography and coloring that's just really interesting, very independent, but it's also kind of really, um, it's, it's really what's it called, um, needed for the atmosphere of being so grim and very, kind of a very depressing story, but it really works for the movie. And I, and I, and I absolutely loved it. And it's like number five so far. So, um, you know, above it is, um, if I can remember this correctly. Trial of the Chicago 7, The Five Bloods, um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and my number one is uh, Bakurao. Bakurao. But I've got a couple of movies that I need to watch, that I need to catch up on. Uh, Possessor, um, what's it called? Uh, from, the, from David Cronenberg, now David Cronenberg, uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, Tenet, of course. I have not watched Tenet. I need to watch Tenet. And then uh, we've got Ammonite that I need to watch as well. So um, there's still a lot of room to go, but I really enjoyed Never Really, Sometimes, Always. Never Really, Sometimes, Always. And I really recommend you guys go watch it. I believe it's on Hulu for to be streamed. But uh, some damn good performances by first-time actresses. I'll tell you that. That's it's, I did not believe that they were first-time actresses. So I was like, yeah, this girl is really good. But uh, yeah, he, he did finally make it, didn't he? Uh, Quixote Tang was... <laughs> He was no stop. Wow, in 2020, a Pootie Tang reference. Pootie Tang, stop. A Pootie Tang reference in 20. That's how I know you old. Uh, what's it called, Stacy? Nobody, nobody. What's it called? Who, who isn't like a, a above the age of 30 would be making that joke. God damn it! But um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I, Days of Being Wild, though. Oh my, have you have you ever watched Days of Being Wild, uh, Gabriel? I've not. Have you ever seen anything by Juan Carwai? Well, name me some of his other films. Um, in the Mood for Love? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw, um, what was it, Ching Kong Express? Chung King Express, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that a while back. Yeah, Fallen Angels? Yeah, I started it, and then my yeah. Canopy account uh, was taken away because I graduated, so... Should have should have finished it when I had the chance. Yeah. Don't, you. don't graduate, kids. They're just gonna take your canopy account away from you. <laughs> yeah. I believe Canopy still has Tarkovsky's The Sacrifice in Solaris. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what's gonna happen when I graduate? And I can't. Well, you know, HBO Max has all like most of Tarkovsky's stuff. I saw Solaris for the first time on HBO Max. That was yeah. like only a week after it launched. How was that? What'd you think about it? Oh, you know, it's not as fresh in my mind anymore, but uh, I ranked it above Stalker and below Andre Rublev for uh, Tarkovsky, who I'm like a huge fan of, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. it was, it was really interesting because I know Tarkovsky didn't like 2001 A Space Odyssey because he thought it was sterile, but I thought he was trying to do a very similar effect to, uh, to Kubrick's vision there. Like mm -hmm. like the sterility 
of like space travel and the science fiction world lay in contrast to like mm-hmm. what he was trying to say about the human spirit and how it endeavors. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't disagree that it's like a masterpiece. It's not something I'm as inclined to watch though, as some of his other works, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Stalker is my favorite from uh, Tarkovsky. Uh, I rewatched yeah. that last week. God, I fucking love Stalker. But um, I have not watched Andrei Rublev. That's the one that I'm missing. I have not watched Andrei Rublev yet. Really love Andrei Rublev. It's probably the most watchable four-hour movie I can I can think of. Even more than The Irishman, which I rewatched yeah. recently. Oof. Yeah, you can re you you had you 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 got through. Three hours and thirty minutes of that. Took a couple of sittings, but oh. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did it once in the theater, and then I did it again. Okay, so okay, yeah. You already the got the for that. card. Yeah, yeah. I got so, my nerd card <laughs> tucked right here in yeah. my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Geo, what's it called? You still haven't watched uh, until the end of the world yet, have you? I have not. I have not. Um. Mm, How long we- oh, that's like five. Out five hours, like I think yeah. it's like spread across this. <laughs> like, I can literally pull the pull my criteria right now, and we can find yeah. out. I um, I had the ch- I I I found this other film that I was gonna watch, but I had trouble uh loading it. Wink, wink. Um, called Santantanga from uh from Poland, and uh, Poland. dude, this movie is seven hours and twenty minutes long. Yep. Holy crap! I was like, "Yo, I don't even want to try loading this thing right now." Like, there's a uh, there's a, a German director, Fassbinder, who made a 15 hour long movie. It's technically yeah. a miniseries, but he made it to be a movie. Yeah. So yeah. I, Good I luck mean, with that. Holy crap! That's, that's, that's insane. Seven hours and thirty minutes, Tantantango, from uh, director Bellatar. But uh, yeah, po- Polish film. Holy crap, dude. I mean, seven hours? I can barely, like, look, I've always told everybody, what's it called? I can do three hours. It's fine. Once you start going above three hours, it's where it's like, yo, I'm going to need, uh, like, two sittings for this. But, like, I can, I've watched La Dolce Vita in one sitting before. I could do that. I was fine. Is over three hours? Yeah, it's three hours. At the mark, three hours. At the mark, but not over. No, not over. Because that is a big difference. Yeah, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, um, I'm trying to think recently at the top of my head, when I watched it was like three hours. Um, oh, um, Emir Costa Rica's Underground, three hours. I have three hours and three minutes, I think, or two. Watched that like it was nothing. It was fast, good. But freaking Irishman took me literally most of the morning. Took a break to go eat, came back and finished it. It took me two sittings, bro. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I was hungry, you ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Look, like if I would have done it, if I could do it again, I don't think I would. Like, oh, the only way I'll do it again is if I get that criteria. Really like going back to to the theater I was at with the small seats, not getting up at all. I it, I. Like the experience of that movie at night was not really like, yeah, 
he, I wouldn't like wouldn't hear for it. Like if maybe if I watched it in the middle of the day, I've been like, yeah, this is a nice experience. Woo. But like it was like I had a whole day and then I watched The Irishman and like my knees were in pain for days after. Yeah. <laughs> be cramping up in those seats, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's more the theater, to be fair. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah like w- w- where does the blame really go sometimes? Like a bad theater experience can really hurt, especially when it's like a movie you have to pay attention to, like The Irishman. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, like, dude. I, I would say it's more like it was more like an old theater experience. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm, you know, you only see certain movies there because it's like, okay, it's the old theater experience. You want to show the old theater love. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say because they're modernized most AMC's, which is the one that I go to with the reclining chairs and whatnot. Yeah, I was at River Theaters. <laughs> Yeah, River Oaks don't play, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw The Irishman at River Oaks. I think it was the only theater, so. Yeah. I had the chance to watch uh, Roma at River Oaks, and I watched um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire at uh, River Oaks. Damn it, Jerry. No, damn you, Jerry. Damn it, Jerry. But, uh, yeah. Damn it, Jerry. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Saw, what? Saw Parasite at River Oaks. That's interesting. I saw Parasite at AMC, bro. And let me tell you, I appreciated watching on those comfy seats. I saw Parasite in a screener. Now, Lucio's referring to an obscure film called Aruasite. It's um, it's from uh, Porch. I don't know where I'm going with this joke. I'm sorry. Carry on, y'all. No, it's from, <laughs> yeah, it's Polish. It's Polish, if I remember correctly. It's Pol- Polish. Yeah, yeah, like Poles, it's yeah. about it's about a a young it's it's about a young family. Like then, like you think it's about the young family, and then the young family dies, and it's suddenly about like a mother made in crone situation. Oh yeah, mother made in crone situation. Um, and from there, uh, like, um, it's very much like you would think that maybe like they would do better to not um copy both versions of, of Suspiria. It was pretty fucking wild. Like how fucking fuck wild they thought they could get away with this shit. But yeah. wow, I've, I still haven't seen the remake. And there were some tomahawks, like it was fucking like, like I think somebody, I think it was somebody's first first film out, straight out of college, you know. <laughs> but yeah, cool I, classic, I cool classic. You, I get you. I found it weird how there was like a talking cat in that, and like the, the oh yeah, cat. oh yeah. It's yeah. like this person was like, oh, I love the aesthetics of Alice in Wonderland with <laughs> yeah. with the. Uh, like the the Disney uh, Alex in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland. I love that, but I also like the dark and gr- dark and scary Mother Maiden Crone and witches. <laughs> yeah. I, Alex in Wonderland. That was a really good movie too, man. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the wing. <laughs> oh my god, man. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh, the theater, man! I'm gonna miss it. I miss it already. I, I know that that you know, Luis has been. We've been going on about it during the pandemic. I mean, like, I feel like I wouldn't be this bad right now if I didn't have my one space where I would go to, where all the troubles of my head were shut off for at least two hours, and I could sit down, eat overpriced popcorn, drink soda, and watch a goddamn movie. And sadly. That's that's that was taken away from us. 
It was taken away from us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The last movie I saw in theaters was a reshowing of the original Friday the 13th because it, it was the 40th anniversary. Um, that could possibly be the last thing I will ever see in a theater. Dude, I um, I last thing I saw was Onward in March. I that, that's that. better. That's yeah. better. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for everybody whose last movie they watched was Bloodshot. Ooh. Ooh. It came out that same week. <laughs> I can't remember the last movie I watched in theaters. I I'm checking my letterbox because I know it was like it'd been a couple yeah. months. That's that's, that's what uh, that's what letterbox helps out with, Luis. Come on. Oh, that movie, the Vin Diesel movie. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah, did not even remember that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because he keep coming back together. Yeah. Yep. Was Vin Diesel not playing Dominic Toretto? (laughs) Okay, so the last movie I saw in theaters was Ride Your Wave. Um, I saw it February nineteenth, twenty twenty, and it was so good. (laughs) It was so good. I've been singing his praises ever since. I've been getting this close to wanting to go to a goddamn theater again, but I know I should not because it's not safe. It's not safe. Mine was Invisible Man for my 20th birthday. Damn. And that movie came out I believe, in March, too. Yeah, you watched it in yeah. March. Yeah. Dude. God, fuck, man. And you see, you see, that's... I have a funny story with Invisible Man because the family that was sitting next to us when the movie started, they were good. They saw how I started to react to the movie. Oh, they were laughing. Towards the middle, they were like, "Okay, you know, this is kind of getting tired, tiring, but we can, we can, uh, we can. What's it called? Um, you know, ignore him that he's screaming at the top of his lungs because he gets scared with these type of movies." By the end of that movie, they were so annoyed with me, dude. Like they were because <laughs> you were so, screaming like out of fear. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so Gabriel, you. Uh, you're going to be honest with me, right? You have not tuned into a single episode since the day you've been here. No. It's okay. <laughs> I, love, I, I, hey, I love you, and I, and I understand why. <laughs> you're a busy, man. We I keep up with you on social media, though. Let's, yeah, I know. Let's keep that straight, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's all good. What's it called? Everybody who's, on, who's come on here, who tunes into these shows, knows that I am terrible with horror. Okay. I scream. I jump. And I yell. We did a commentary of Veronica 2017, and I think I screamed like about four times. And that movie was not that scary. Um, I would have screamed during what's it called, uh, Exorcist, but Brad kept cracking jokes, and I was good. But um, (laughs) holy crap! I what's it called? Uh, I was. Scared during Invisible Man. There's a specific moment in the film. Spoilers for everybody who has not watched Invisible Man, but where she throws the where yeah good where she throws the paint and it cut and it, and, it, and the paint like creates the 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 you know the silhouette of the man and I jumped. I was like ah! and I yelled and I got scared, man. I was so scared. You're good to go, Gio. You're good now. You're good now. Did you I laugh like at any of the moments in the movie? Because I, I, for some reason, the image of a floating pistol is just inherently funny to me. It's just like, <laughs> do, 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 do. yeah, go, go no. some people. So like, it had some like unintentional comic moments for me, but I thought most of it was like pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah. suspense and some good jump scares. Like the real kind of jump scare, not not, not like a cat jumping out of it. Like a cat, yeah. Closet <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I, yeah. But you know what? Like I said, during that, that at first, they were screaming. I, mean, I was, they were, they were laughing at me. At the middle, they were like, okay, he's kind of annoying, but like, you know, we can get through it. He's not going to keep going, right? At the end, they were like, they hate, I, they hated me, really. They were like, they were annoyed at me. They were not happy to be in the same row as me. But uh, you see, that's what's, I'm going to miss that, man. I'm not, you see, I'm not mad that Onward was my last movie I watched at, a, at, a, at, the, at the, what's it called, at the theater. I just wish that it wouldn't have been a, a movie that I can say like, okay, I watched um, like something else. Like I watched something at River Oaks. Like the last movie I watched in the theater went to a, um, a, an independent theater that I can help with my money. It didn't go to the corporate, you know, creation of yeah. AMC. Like, yeah. Like you want to be able to be like, yeah. actually I did my job. The, the screening of Friday the 13th I saw was at River Oaks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, when, when was that, by the way? Was it February or March? That was early March. I remember, yeah. like, I felt bad about going, but I figured this is probably my last chance for a while because COVID was in Harris County. It was starting to spread. There weren't any lockdowns, but, you know, the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that shit's rough, man. Mm. But, um, yeah, guys, I said that we would at least try to make it to, to 45 minutes today because we have nobody here, no cards or anything for, for like co-hosts. But we're going to go ahead and get into it, man. I want to go ahead and get into this news. This is, this is big. This is huge. I mean, let me go ahead and pull up because I want to go ahead and make sure I have all the movies that are going to be com- coming to HBO Max next year. But um, in one of the biggest plays ever, I've been telling you all, this was going to happen. I said, someone's going to try it. So when they said, oh, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming to HBO Max as well, I said, okay. It looks like Warner Bros. Is, is trying it. Let's go ahead and try to, to, you know, to release our film simultaneously. And that was that was pretty, what's it called, uh, pretty ballsy of them. Well, it looks like they dropped their big cojones this weekend. Even more, man. Because they said, fuck, what's it called? Uh, fuck just sending one movie to HBO Max. We're sending our whole 2020 slate to HBO Max and theaters at the same time. So I cannot find the damn article. Let me go ahead and bring it up here. But um, I mean, this is huge. We've got movies like Dune. We've got The Suicide Squad from James Gunn. We've got Judas and the Black Messiah. We've got um, what's the name of Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat film, um, the Little Things, Tom and Jerry, the Many Saints of Newark, Rem- Reminiscence, Godzilla versus Kong. I'm very excited for that. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam: A New Legacy, of course, Dune, uh, King Richard. The Matrix 4, Sherlock Holmes 3, Cry Macho, and Judas and the Black Messiah, Those Who Wish Me Dead, Malignant, and yeah, that's, that's all of them. So all of these films 
will become when they are released in theaters, they will be released at the same time on HBO Max with no extra cost. But one of the big things that happened this week that nobody seems to be talking about, uh, HBO eliminated the the tr- the free trial uh, ahead of Wonder Woman 1984's release. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yo, if you're gonna pay for let's call the HBO Max, you're paying those fifteen dollars up front. So, uh, you know, there's no free trial. Mm-hmm. You can't get it for free. Um, Tom and Jerry needs a theater and fully experience that masterpiece. <laughs> yes. Yes, 1,000%. I did not even know they were making Tom and Jerry. Like, how did I not know that? Yeah, they just I released did. the trailer a couple of weeks ago. Is it animated? I'm guessing, right? Hybrid. 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 Oh, no, like the Garfield movie. Garfield, uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. Bad, bad vibes. Oh, and Sherlock three, like with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I can't Wait, wasn't do. There a third one? No, no, there's only been yeah. two. I it could. just feels like there's been three because it's those movies. Yeah. Honestly, I'm excited. Lucio, is that you being honestly excited, or is that you? who has been denied content for most of this year that's excited. Take a minute I, to answer that. Something I think he's watch. using the words honestly and excited very loosely when he says that. <laughs> honestly? I'm excited. <laughs> oh, man. I, I almost want to take this whole episode out just to bash those first two Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah. I almost want to do that. The the PTSD is coming back to me. Like, oh, Iron Man is like the same thing as Sherlock Holmes, right? So if you're good at playing one, like you would be good at playing the other. It doesn't even matter if you can do a British accent. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah, man. Um, so I want to go and start getting some thoughts in here. Um, so I have to come at this in two different ways. I've already said it. I've said it before. Um, the reviewer, Raul Alessandro Mendoza, is excited for this. I have a whole year of movies that I'm going to review. It's not going to be like this year where we're like, yo, we've reviewed like, what, 15 movies? Like, new movies this year? It's like, we have nothing. Well, now we've got like around 11 films from just one studio that are definite reviews that we will be doing. I'm excited for that. I want that. Raul Alejandro Mendoza, the fan of the cinema, is not excited because he does not know what will happen to the cinematic experience after this, the theater experience too. Like what's going to happen now? Um, will it become like Broadway where it's only for those at the higher class the, the, who can afford to what's it called? Buy these outrageous tickets and, and watch it. Or is it going to be something that ceases to exist? And it's like, or something that's a limited, uh, what's it called? Uh, Possibility, like there's only going to be small amount of uh, theaters open anymore. I mean, us over here, us Houston peeps, we know that AMC Studio 30 is gone. It's it's done. It's it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So um, and you know that wasn't just because of the pandemic. It was other things, but you know a lot of it has to do because of the pandemic. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and go around the table here. Uh, Gabriel, your thoughts. Yeah, I don't think movie theaters are going away. I do think they will become specialized, meaning that we're not going to have the AMC business model of just releasing the new blockbuster or whatever 
you're going to, I think, go back to kind of like this period of art houses or theater chains showing specific kind of content. Like, you know, here in Houston, we have the MFA H, which shows uh, all kinds of films, new and old, you know, for festivals or for, you know, regularly scheduled programs. And I think that will probably be the closest model to what we can expect because I don't think it'll be like Broadway where like the prices are so ridiculous that like people like us can't afford to go uh, except for like once in a while, but it's definitely going to change like AMC, um, the other big chains. I'm sure they're, uh, they're in panic mode right now. Alamo draft house is probably gone too. Oh yeah. I'm like, I was going to be gone. What's going on. Uh, Moose, Moose bear. God. Who's Bear Dog? Hello. What's going on, man? Hope you're hope you're doing all right. Uh, but yeah, I cannot picture Alamo Draft House surviving this. Oh well, this is Kelvin. Kelvin, <laughs> why is your name Moose Bear Dog? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Was <laughs> that mean, Kelvin? Kelvin Moose Bear yeah. Dog. Moose Bear oh, Dog. Okay. Kelvin. Yeah. It was Kelvin the whole time. It was Kelvin the whole time. I cannot picture uh, what's it called up. Uh, Alamo Draft House surviving this. I mean, Alamo Draft House already was uh, was kind of odd to know that that was surviving as well as it was surviving. You know, because it's it's pretty much a like, you know, pretty high end establishment. You know, but still, you had your thirty five millimeter screenings on there. You had your seventy millimeter screenings on there, which were big things that people were going out to watch. But at the same time, we were like, "Yo, I am going to." The Animal Draft House is dropping about thirty bucks for a movie and like pizza and stuff. Like, that's a little bit. Uh, I'd rather go to Studio Movie Grill, where I got like eight dollars for my ticket, and then my food costs like ten, twelve bucks. So I only have to spend at least twenty bucks there. Uh, Kelvin asked, "How's how's it going, uh, Gabe?" Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you, Kelvin? Uh, we saw the. Uh the ad for a monkey's paw. Very excited for that. Very excited. So keep me updated on that. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Kelvin was down here to help us out with before I leave for the, for the project, man. He was helping us out with that. Yeah. You guys are, you're supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, once we get back up there, we can, we can help each other too, Gabe. Update video coming out uh, too. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Man. Yeah. Uh, Gio, what's your thought? I'm I'm sad. I'm sad because, um, unfortunately, I mean, I I end up frequenting frequenting more of the um, corporate theaters, um, and like I, it's just it's really it's really awful because it's it's it could have been avoidable. Um, now, if like there's going to be a lot of shutdowns, so it's going to be. Um, like places like larger city, larger cities are going to be less effective because there's so many people. Um, um, but like, there's going to be areas where there's going to be theater deserts where like people aren't going to be able to have that theater experience. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of, but like, I think theaters will continue. The prices will raise, but there's going to be significantly less, but still some theaters um, because the opposite of like making it this like such a big thing like a Broadway exclusive type thing is just fundamentally the opposite of what what like the theater experience has always been like you think back you go all the way back to like the nickelodeons like you go 
you, you used to pay a nickel and you go see a show. Like it was the tentpole event. Um, and prices are raised due to inflation and, and uh, greed. Um, but like we could still, <laughs> we could st like, like there's still going to be something, especially in like air, air, like metropolitan areas. But the fact that like there's going to be so many places that are going to be, and I'll say the term again, theater deserts that are just like deri thri deriving, what's it like taking away opportunities for art from people who already are like losing opportunities already in other aspects of their life. Further like making things difficult for people to understand each other mm -hmm. in the United States and, glo and globally. Yeah, man. Um, let me go ahead and go with Luis next and then I'll go to Aiden because Luis was the next one. Hey, uh, Luis, what are your thoughts, man? As somebody who was an AMC A-list member, yeah, that was a broke one using that. Uh, I mean, uh, Raul knows why I was using it. I'm more of a guy that enjoyed going to just escape the world, not to view it as an artistic piece, not to critique it, just to enjoy the the whatever the director wanted to show, whether it's comedy, drama, action, whatever. Um, but like uh, he was saying, it's a, it was an escape. It was it was something I could enjoy at the end of the week where I could just forget all my worries, all my stress. For two hours, bad movie, good movie, great movie, it doesn't matter. I was gone for two hours of this world. And now it sucks that a lot of the places are going to be shutting down, right? I'm with you on this. I don't believe they're going to stop existing, but I do believe it's going to be more of a supply and demand. There is an abundance of theaters open right now. They might try to close some of them and have certain ones uh, open for their major ones, independent ones, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um in order to try to regain some income back. And then once they reach their amount, they'll open more, right? Um, mm -hmm. But it, it sucks. It sucks knowing that there is a potential loss with the actual theater experience just being gone and it going, uh, a lot of it going straight to video on the map. Um, so I appreciate HBO bringing the movies out into the man because i need something new to watch i i kind of grew bored i i want something new mm -hmm. um but also if it's at risk of it taking that experience away of me going into the theater come going in it's still daylight coming out it's the night and there's no one at the parking lot i that kind of takes a piece of me away which really sucks. Um, so I'm hoping that it's a thing where it's, where Gio says where it's going to be deserts and some areas open um, where you could still possibly go with uh, COVID decreasing if ever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it, 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 overall, it just fucking sucks. Speaking of AMC, AMC had something to say about all this. Oh, really? uh, the news broke just now. No, news broke, what's it called, this week, and AMC, mm. <laughs> AMC did not take its time, bro. They were like, all right, we got something to say about this. Bro, AMC always talking shit. Mm -hmm. Bro, they be like, what the fuck do you just say about the girl? What you say? What the fuck you say? $20. Right. $20. Right. $20. The whole month. Three movies a week. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, okay, 20, AMC. 20. Shit. Yeah. This is what uh, AMC had to say. Uh, clearly, Warner Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the pro profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. 
said Aaron. Aaron, Adam Aaron, CEO and president of AMC Entertainment, in a statement to The Hollywood Reporter. As for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business. Um, so then uh, they still say some more stuff over here. These coronavirus impacted times are uncharted waters for all of us, which is why AMC signed off, signed, uh, signed on to an HBO Max exception to customary practices for one film only, Wonder Woman 1984, being released by Warner Bros. at Christmas when the pandemic appears that it will be at its height. Read a statement from the simulator, which added, however, Warner now hopes to do this for all their 2021 theatrical movies, despite the likelihood that with vaccines right around the corner, the theater business is expected to recover. Yeah, man. I, I mean, also, that's kind of like, everybody was kind of shitting on AMC, but I kind of understand where AMC is coming here. They're like, yo, we signed off on one movie. And y'all just... We didn't say the whole thing. You flipped the tables on us. And you're coming out now that 17 movies? Like, yo, like... Big movies, by the way. Big yeah. movies. Yeah. I, I mean, from that list, right off the bat, you've got big ones that I can think that would be big. What's it called? Uh, Money Maker. Suicide Squad. Su- Suicide Squad. Um, what's it called? Mm-hmm. The um, what's it called? Conjuring. The, Con- the Conjuring. Tom versus Godzilla. Yeah. Tom, Tom Godzilla. and Jerry was gonna break the fucking world record. Yeah. Yeah. Tom and Jerry was coming for Endgame. They were like, "That's it, brother." <laughs> brother. Endgame. Got Holy Grace Moretz in this shit. Like shit. You That's know four bill. That's yeah. four bill. Five. Oh, I'm sorry. Matrix Four. That John Wick Four is set. What about that one? I think that's 2022 or 2023. Yeah, I thought they were releasing on the same day, like to have a little Keanu Reeves off. I mean, yeah, I think they were it. trying to get it out uh, this following year. That was like when BVS and Civil Wars was to come out the same day. You knew damn well that shit was not going to happen. Yeah, no, that it got hilarious. Yeah, it got hilarious. Yeah, it kind of what's it called halted production a bit. Pun I know. It's like, I mean. <laughs> I don't know how bad I feel for AMC because they are this corporate machine that does. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not like a passion for cinema. That's not what's driving AMC. They're not like River Oaks or Alamo Drafthouse even. So mm-hmm. I'm split between. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks for them. It sucks. And they're they're holding on to their wallets and they're figuring out. Okay, uh, can we make people triple A members? Is that going to work? Like they're going to get desperate. It's going to get. Pretty cringy, but but like uh, isn't like broke down on the side of the road. AMC gonna help me with my flat tire (laughs) and sell me like a thirty-five dollar soda. Hey man, I heard that uh, if you play Fortnite this weekend, you might get an extra ticket to go watch a movie at AMC, man. Yeah, if you play Fortnite, I would believe it. I would believe it. (laughs) You can watch. You can watch Tenet on Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't put it against for the screening. Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, It'll happen. I didn't even know you were joking until like people started laughing. I did not know you were joking. Yeah. Like to be fair, like well, Joe they Biden, did release. They released one of their trailers on Fortnite. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, I mean, if Joe say? Biden is campaigning on Animal Farm, what? How is AMC above? <laughs> Oh my, oh my, oh man, oh man. Fun stuff in Fortnite. Like, why? We're in a different world, people. Get used to it. Hey, the yeah. future is now, old man. 
Future's <laughs> now old man, Future's and it's now. not white. Anyways. Hey, uh, Unity. Aiden. Aiden, what are your thoughts on all this? Not the not the future. We're talking about the the, the HBO Max news. Uh, well, with the HBO Max news, I you know I was listening uh to y'all in my living room while I was cleaning up my apartment uh, before I hopped on, but I, I thought your question was really interesting about you know. So I don't. Someone said, "Like I'm honestly really excited about all this," and it's like, "Yeah, are you excited that you can finally now watch new content, or are you, you know, like what are you excited about?" Because like, if you love going to the theater, then you shouldn't be that excited about this because this is one thousand percent going to be the end of what we currently know as you know going to the theater, cinema, and whatnot. But um, you know, everyone's kind of pitching their thoughts on what they think is going to come out of this. I think we're going to move into that model where it's Disney owns their own chain of theaters. And if you pay your HBO, your, I mean, your Disney plus fee on top of, you know, an extra $20 a month, if you want, you can go to the Disney theater and you can go watch, you know, the little mermaid for this Saturday, or you can watch black widow for this, you know, for, you know, any time or, you know, Warner Brothers is going to open up their theater. And, you know, if you pay an extra $10 and you get on the DC movie pass, you know, they're going to be running DC movies for the, I'm serious. Yeah. They're going to be running DC movies for the whole month. You know what I mean? On top of like whatever the new release, I think that's kind of the direction that we're going to go into where it's more of like a monopolization of what you're able to watch rather than freedom to choose. And I mean, it's not even really freedom to choose these days. Yes, I mean, back when I lived in Dallas, there was the Magnolia that I would go to where uh, they would play classic films each month. You know, I, I could go in there, you know, I could watch Casablanca, you know, for this week only, you know, at select times. I could also go in and watch Parasite uh, running, you know, full, you know, 18 hours a day. So I'm, I'm curious to that, you know, I'm also like, you know, I'm, I'm excited for like my family members where paying, you know, for my, you know, my sister, my brother, my uncle, you know, my aunt, for all of us to go out to movie theaters, it was very expensive. Whereas now we can sit at home, you know, we have nice TVs, we have nice soundbar systems, we have nice home theater systems where if we pay $15 for the month, we can watch Wonder Woman as, as many times as we want. Like, I know I'm excited for Christmas Day to go home, see my family finally. And, you know, we're going to watch Wonder Woman at home because, you know, I've got a sister and I've got my aunt who, you know, they love Wonder Woman so much and they're excited to be able to watch it at home now. So mm-hmm. you have to look at it from that perspective, too, where, you know, yeah. now, you know, the families that can't afford to go out to the theaters. Now, maybe there's a little Raul somewhere in Idaho that's, you know going to watch wonder woman 1984 they're going to watch the suicide squad or they're going to watch dune at home and they're going to go wow i want to do that one day you know and maybe they might might not have been able to um with the way things were so there's lots of ways to look at it you know i'm on the side of i'm excited to be able to watch new content at home but uh it sucks for you know i'm with luis you know i had my 20 Twenty dollar a month, uh, AMC stubs, A list, whatever, where I could go in and watch three movies a week. And you bet your ass, I watched three movies a week every single week at the movie theater. Like I saw everything. So, yeah, it it does suck. Yeah, but to speak to the, uh, sorry, what was that? I was just gonna say, thank you, Lucio, for the sub. Thanks, man. You're awesome, bro. Thanks for that sub. Hope you hope you enjoy those emotes. 
Yeah, ask Lucio if he's subscribed to my channel. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> speaking you, to that, you on Twitch too? I do actually. I wow. think Real Talk Lucio is one of my two subscribers, so I, I, I shouldn't talk yeah. shit. But um, <laughs> uh, but seriously, but but talking about that monopoly situation that you're outlining, that's actually illegal. They actually had a Supreme Court decision about that. I, think, I know I've got 40s. Spectrum Wi-Fi, so. <laughs> fucking course it is (laughs) yeah yeah so i don't know i mean the real talk the supreme court's very different now so i don't know if we can see an actual change in that decision but if that decision stands i don't see how they can just get away with it legally to like have disney theaters and warner brother theaters so they would have to like change either the law or the or the precedent set for that situation to happen and i'm sure they have a team of lawyers working right now i'm sure that that is a (laughs) i feel like it's going to turn into what streaming has become now where it was like oh look you pay uh what what was it at the time it was like seven dollars a month for netflix and you know you can you you don't have to worry about ads and you can watch it however you want you can pick up in the middle of season five or start from the beginning and then like they started making exclusive content and then Hulu started making exclusive content. And then Amazon started making exclusive content. And then Disney was like, we're going to make Disney Plus. And now HBO Max, we're making HBO Max. And it's like, now people are paying more for streaming than they were for cable. It's easier to use. And it's more accessible if you're like, I just want to keep watching the same episodes of Seinfeld all day, every day, and not wait for TBS to run them at 8 in the morning or 2 p.m. Yeah. You know, and it's a random episode with ads. But it's just like, it's eventually everything just comes full circle for better or worse. I did have to bring up something because what's it called you? Uh, so for those of you who may not know this, um, the films will be showing in their specific theatrical window. So for a month after that, they're gone from HBO max. They're, they won't be released once again until their official stream release date. Mm-hmm. So um, you will be able to watch as many times as you want during that one month period. But after that, they're out. You have to wait for them to come up on, uh, on, on, uh, on HBO Max's official, you know, stream release. Yeah. But what's to say they actually leave HBO? I mean, they'll leave HBO Max. Let's be real here, man. Uh, someone's going <laughs> to, it's going to premiere on HBO Max. Someone's going to, what's it called? Pirate it. And it's going to be easy to access. Yeah, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, we're talking about theaters, what this does to theaters, but I'm also thinking about like physical media, like Blu-rays, DVDs, because that was already on the way out. I feel like oh. that's, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty. I'm, 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 that shit has way past me. Like I, I was talking to Raul earlier today. I've got my Apple TV in there because I've bought all, I've got like 350 movies that are on my iTunes account, you know, I, I didn't buy the fucking $500 PlayStation because I don't buy discs. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't, I'm, I don't use it anymore. Like I can appreciate looking at it like as like a, like I know Raul has like the criterions of a couple films and like looking at those is really cool. But like, I don't know. I, it just depends on me on how much you love it. Yeah. It's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. It's a different thing. I'm sure Raul yeah. will agree. Like the criterion collection has its own value. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, all those yeah. special features. All those special features. Yeah. Plus the cool cover arts. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I get those. 
But I mean, as we can tell by the name, my yeah. name is Criterion Mistress. You know, <laughs> I am Criterion's whore. So, you know, I, I, I will support Criterion until the day that they're gone. But, yeah. you know, I'm looking at my shelf and I've got like a bunch of Blu-rays and a bunch of Criterions. Like that's what, that's what I'm scared of too because, you know, of course, everybody else is going to be like, come on, bro, it's the future. Like digital is the way you're just going to. But then again, I remind you guys, you guys own a license. You guys do not own the film. What's it called? Uh, people like me, Gabriel, Gio, Luis, and everybody else who collects, who has physical copies of their films, we actually own the film. You guys own a license. And the day that that license is taken away from you, your money's out. You, you, do not, you don't get the chance to watch that film again. If my Wi-Fi ever goes out, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. My Wi-Fi goes out, I'm good, bro. I can just plug in my PS4. Get that disc in there. I get to watch it on my on my monitor. I plug in my PS5. Just plug in yeah, my PS5. Our PS5. Our PS5, bro. But the thing is, like, the quality of Blu-rays has decreased so much because it, it's just so much less of a of a viable thing. Like, they don't put the time and effort into a Star Wars Blu-rays anymore. Like no. the yeah, mm-hmm. the last one. What was the last one called? The Revenge of the Skywalker, the Rise, Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? The, the, that old movie that came out like 11 months ago? What the fuck was it called? If I if I liked that movie at all, I would have remembered the title. I don't think I JJ can tell you the title. I don't think like, JJ uh, read the script. I don't what think was JJ the last read one the called? I think it was like a like is it two and a half million dollars. I don't know. No, what was the title? Oh, Wait, I don't know. The movie was know. Palpatine, though. Remember? Is, is, uh, is it Palpatine? Was it Palpatine? I'm not really sure. The Dead Speak. But the dead speak. Calvin, Calvin brings up a really good point, though. And this is what I've used for this argument before. Everybody thought vinyl was dead. They're like, oh, vinyl's gone. That's that, like CDs and digital platforms. They came in and we were like, it's done. Vinyl's over. You know, we're, we're, we're never going to have vinyl back. <laughs> 100% you guys were wrong because vinyl's alive and really well. Like it's going, it's thriving. Like vinyl is thriving still. I understand that. Uh, to me, it's very select. Like I, I don't feel like I need to collect yeah. every movie I watch physically, yeah. but there's obviously like the ones that I truly love. Like I'm going to, I want, you know, I want Pulp Fiction. I want Akira. I want Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I want like the films that are like impactful for me. I want Chef because I fucking love that movie. You know, I want the ones that I love. But you know, when it comes down to like uh, Sausage Party, like Borat and things like that, I don't really need you know like a twenty dollar disc for that. I don't yeah. think there is a physical release of Borat, or I would have had that by now. Oh wait, there was. I have the yeah. DVD. Never mind. The first one, not the I second mean, one, not the second what one. The whole physical thing. Movie it, 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 subsequent movie film. Subsequent movie film. Uh, with the whole physical thing, and if if it were to be like the vinyl and the records, uh, it could end up going back into a cycle where they're gone for a time and then new technology comes, restores it, improves it by whatever fucking 8K, 24K, carry gold, DVDs, whatever the fuck. They'll probably come back and people will buy them again because it it still holds the value. Well, it has to be. It has to be a generational thing. Our generation has to grow up 
to where we're calling the shots on what goes into the market. And then yeah. the younger generation will be there to find it cool and hipster, you know, and <laughs> like take it like yeah. they'll no, seriously. Like I, I feel like even though vinyl is a thing from a past generation, I feel like a sort of independence as a person for owning it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's just going to have to take a generational shift for yeah. sure. For, physical media i don't know if that'll happen with theaters because that's so much harder to sustain like with the dvd you just you know you i can make a dvd technically but to keep theater going that's that's a complicated i mean people i mean the the sad thing is like people already as it is are not that interested in going to the theater i mean like us five here we're very you know we're we're the minority of people who enjoy going to the like unless you have marvel or DC or Pixar in front of your name, and no one really cares about going to go see your film. I mean, I know how many friends I talked to last year about, you know, like, man, you, you've got to go check out Uncut Gems. And like, oh, is, is that that Adam Sandler comedy? No, it's actually not like a comic. Oh, I don't, I don't need to see it. Like, I'll wait for it to come on Netflix. It's like, damn, all right. All I right. mean, people just want to, they just want to lay in bed, watch Netflix, and get some head. Like, that's all it is. It's harder to do that at the theater. It's harder to get head at the theater. Believe me, I know it. Yeah, a bit harder. Yeah. I mean, going on the opposite side of that, uh, I get to the point where you were talking about the kids not being able to afford. Like, I grew up not being able to afford to go to the theater. Like, I couldn't go until I was fucking sixteen or seventeen, making my money in order to pay for a movie pass, and then the A list came out, and I got that. So, like, I appreciate big movies like this coming out early for people who can't go because their parents can't afford to take them because it's fucking expensive um, or because their parents don't want to ha- have the hassle to go to the movie theater and possibly want the kids wanting to get candy, popcorn, soda, and then all that cost just coming up. Like it's a good thing that you're able to stay at home and just tune into the thing. Uh, but yeah. Popcorn's out. Popcorn's out. Yeah. I would like to remind everybody, if you come from an ethnic household, you did not buy a damn thing at that at that theater, bro. You snuck it in, bro. Yeah. We we yeah. brought in everything into that damn theater. I told you about the lady who pulled out like a like kimchi. Like chicken. Yeah, yeah, kimchi. It was kimchi. I was like, oh. the fuck is it? What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh man, yeah. But any final thoughts before we get out of here, boys? Uh, oh, I got one. I thought when you said King Richard, I got really excited because I thought you meant Richard II, like the Shakespeare oh. play. But no, it's uh, it's gonna be a movie in which it's a biopic with Will Smith, where he's gonna Will Smith it up and pretending, and then say, "Oh, I'm some, I'm playing Venus and Serena's father." Yeah. For the truth, tell wait, the truth. Wait, who is it a biopic of? Um, R- Richard Williams, um, the father oh. of Venus and Serena. Okay, okay. Wait, they're making a biopic about the father of Yeah, because he Williams? like yeah, like he's very like he has like a reputation of being like let me read you the thing. A look at how Tina's 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 superstars superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father Richard Williams. Cause like he coached them into into their like into like them becoming what they like their whole trajectory was like oh, uh, i didn't know that it's always about the man behind the world yeah it sounds like yeah. Yeah. also that yeah yeah i've got I, I actually have like a real problem with like this film but yeah, yeah. that's a conversation yeah. for another day 
for another day. But yeah, no, I mean it's never about the woman at the at the head of it, right? It's always about the man that makes the woman. But uh, yeah, no, only thing I think I bought was popcorn. I had twenty, I had twenty bucks of snacks in my oversized pockets. Yeah. That's uh, the one thing I miss about going to like press screenings and shit like that was being able to like. All right, I'm going to go see the movie for free, so now I can spend like now I can justify spending money on like yeah. the snacks. Because I I remember when I went to go see Booksmart, I bought like pizza, I bought nachos, I bought a soda, I bought candy. I mean, I, I was like, man, I am here, I am here, baby. I I, I don't get it. How did you get press screenings, bro? Like, Dog, I, I've been going at this for four people. years. Ask me if I got a damn press screening once. I know people. You know people. He knows people. Yeah. I, I Let your people contact me, please, because, God damn it, we have not gotten a single... I don't live in Dallas anymore, baby. Have your people tell my people that I want to be at a press screening. <laughs> yeah. We don't Bro, have... What to you gotta do, no, no, no. What you guys got to do is you got to be a reviewer for Cook TV, and sometimes they will get you oh, press screenings. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. I need to bend over and cough. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh my God! You know some people from Good TV watch this damn show. Damn it! And that's the show. (laughs) We're not official critics, Gabe. It's because we're not official critics. Opinions are my own. We're good. (laughs) We're good. I graduated. I'm out. I'm out. They can come at me. Yeah. They can take my end game review off. I don't care. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. All right. With that being said, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm gonna go from the bottom to the top. I want to get some uh, plugs in here. Uh, Gio, where can I find you, bro? You can find me at MediaMartyr17 at Twitch.tv/MediaMartyr17. You know, Twitch and Twitter. You know, um, there's a website here in the middle um, for like past stuff. There might be stuff coming soon. Um, maybe in audio form. Um, as well, it's the link tree down here for all the places I am on the internet. Nice. And uh, Aiden, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me uh, monitoring someone's Discord uh, anywhere and everywhere at A-I-D-E-N-K-O-S-S-I-C-K Aiden Kosick. Everywhere. Twitter. Instagram. Pretty easy. It's just my name. No one else in the world has this name, so it's pretty easy. Yeah. I don't have to I don't have to pull, like, pull out like some, you know, uh, never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Yeah. What's it called? Luis, where can they find you, bro? They can find me on Instagram at Luigi on IG. Uh, and check out my portrait work at LAGportraits.com. Nice. Gabe, where can they find you, bro? I made this impromptu card. <laughs> so impressed by everyone's work here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at, at Gabriel.tice.16 and uh, on Twitter at, at Gabe under, under underscore here, Tice. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yo, Gabe, are you sure you haven't seen a single episode since the day you've been here? I was watching all the all the card work that was going on. Yo, Yo Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> He's trying to steal Gio's it's job, man. My name? Quit from the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this job, this is for brothers. This is for brothers. I am so disappointed in my Africans. people today. If you are not African, get off my feed. All right, man. You cannot bring your white wife. <laughs> they're, quoting, they're quoting Dr. Umar Johnson. I, I could tell it, it, quoting was going on. 
<laughs> well, I mean, except for the first one, it was tough taken from the broken. This is an African's only stream. This is an African only stream. All right, man. As always, you can All find right. me. <laughs> God damn it, Aiden. As always, you can find me at the Nerd Chicano on both Instagram and Twitter. RaulAmendosa.com for your photograph and video editing needs. Twitch.tv slash the Nerdy Chicano. And as always, guys, make sure you guys are staying safe. Make sure you guys are having a good time watching some movies, watching some TV. Whatever you do, make sure that it's safe. Wash your ass. Wash your face. Wash your hands. Wash your dick. Brush your teeth. Everything you need to do to make sure that you stay clean. Because guess what? The white man is scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect line. That live. Because guess oh, what? Man. The white man is scared. <laughs> it's contrary to popular belief, my friends. The pandemic is not over. Okay? It's not over. It so, never even began. It's just a hoax. We were good all episode. We were good all oh, episode. Until the end. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll catch you guys later. I don't have my, my co-host to say what's it called, Young Yoda out. So I'll just say, um, fuck it. This is for Africans. Yeah, is very nice. Wow, 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 it's very nice.